In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about how to stay consistent on YouTube. So grab your cup, tumbler, or mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you will learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that you're hearing answered on this show are pulled from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put your question in the form there. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will go ahead and put it in the queue. And just as a heads up, if you're on a phone and you're listening to this on a phone or a tablet, you can actually just scroll up in your podcast app and there's going to be a direct link to that down in the show notes and you can just click on that go over there put your question in the form real quick and then move on through the episode so that we can make sure that we get your question in the queue because I want to answer it now in addition to that if you're a content creator and you're looking for the best things to use for your YouTube channel all aspects of it head over to bestcreatortools.com. That's my personal list of things that I recommend to people when they reach out and they ask me what they should use for video editing, um, thumbnail design services, voiceover services, um, people that are making courses around their YouTube channel. I have some things over there for you for that. Basically all the things that you need for the, the content creation and the things that you need to actually run a business around a YouTube channel, you can find it all over at bestcreatortools.com. Our question today comes from Tanner Champ. Tanner says, I've been lagging way behind with videos because I can't think of anything to do. Any tips so that I can stay consistent on my YouTube channel? Absolutely. I've got a whole bunch of tips for you <laughs> when it comes to staying consistent on your YouTube channel, but I'll focus on a few core ones that will actually, you know, make a big difference for you. So when it comes to staying consistent on your channel, it's important to stay consistent because in addition to the skills that you build as you're continually pushing out content, you also build a habit into the process of creating content. And as you start building that habit and you're increasing your skill set, you start putting out better videos and you start building the process of creating content into your life. Because as a content creator, part of being a content creator is being able to create content on a regular basis. So because of that, it's really important to just go ahead and get into the habit of creating content on a regular basis so that you can be consistent. But I know some people have trouble with video ideas and that sort of thing. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But in my situation, just a thing that I want you to think about when it comes to publishing. In my situation, I used to publish religiously on a Monday and a Wednesday, and then I would do a live stream on Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Now, with my current schedule, I'm uploading just once a week. And instead of picking a specific day that I upload, um, what I'm experimenting with right now is I'm just using my stats. So I have a certain baseline with my channel of numbers that I like to see. As soon as those numbers start dropping to where that baseline is, then in that situation, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to, uh, you know, lose a little bit of momentum here. So let me publish a video, bring it all back to life. And I just repeat that process over and over again. My live streams, however, I am still religious with those. I do those every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. I actually encourage you to join those live streams. If you happen to be around, I typically stream for anywhere from three to six hours at a time. And because of that, um, one awesome thing that I just want to bring to your attention when it comes to consistency on YouTube is when you are consistent on YouTube, especially when it comes to something like live streaming, the really big win in that situation is that it gives people a place to go and a thing that they can count on on that particular day. 
So knowing that I live stream every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern, there's a nice group of people that make that Saturday or that make that live stream a part of their Saturday. Um, they use it to learn about YouTube. They use it to interact with their YouTube friends who are also in the, in the uh, you know, hanging out, watching the live stream and chatting and all of that. And the really cool thing about that is they know that unless I'm traveling, that they can show up on Saturday, 9 a.m., and I'm going to be there live streaming with my brother, solo, or with other YouTube content creators. So having that consistent, having that consistency for years has has given me the ability to grow that live stream into a show, a thing that's dependable, um, a thing that actually brings me additional opportunities even off of YouTube. Um, as an example, I just did a presentation for Agora Pulse um, based all around live streaming because of me being known for my live streams. So because of that, consistency can really pay off, especially when it comes to live streams. But when you're put, putting out video content, consistency is also important because even though if you make good content and YouTube identifies that it's good content, they identify the right audience for it, and they you know show it to the people that are the most likely to watch it, the the big win, and they'll they'll keep doing that also as long as you as long as you make good quality content. I have a channel that I haven't uploaded to in like three and a half, maybe four years now, and it still gets views, still gets subscribers, it's still growing in the background. I still get ad revenue from it, and I haven't uploaded there for years. So as long as you're still making content, YouTube's still going to show your content to the people they think will like it. But when it comes to being consistent, one of the really big wins of consistency on YouTube, if you're like, hey, I'm gonna upload every week or twice a week or uh, you know, bi-weekly, whatever, you know, whatever fits into your schedule, one of the really big wins is when you publish a new video, then there's the immediate life cycle that happens with that video. Of course, you know, that life cycle is going to stretch over the life of the platform as well, but there's an immediate life cycle that takes place. And part of that life cycle is YouTube identifies there's fresh content. This content creator just put out fresh content. We are going to give this video impressions or we're going to, you know, start showing it to people and we are going to, or the system is going to see how people respond to it. And they're going to use that period of time to collect as much data as possible so that they can know who the right people is to put that content in front of in the future. So the win with that or how content creators can really benefit from that is while YouTube is actively showing that newer content to more people on the platform, as those people are coming in, they are also showing some of your videos in the sidebar next to them. If those new viewers come in and they interact with your content, let's say they give it a thumbs up, they comment, they subscribe to the channel. Well, then YouTube's going to go into your back library and they're going to try to find content that would also be a good fit for them as well. So because of that, when you're uploading on a regular basis, you are increasing that influx of that potential for influx for new viewers to be coming into your channel. And as they are coming into your new your channel and they're interacting with what it is that you're doing, then YouTube will identify what it is that they like based on how they use YouTube. And then they'll start showing some of your old content to them as well on their home pages uh, next to other videos that they're watching on YouTube and things like that. So when it comes to uploading on a regular basis, that's where the really big benefit happens in terms of YouTube systems. But at a deeper level, uh, the really awesome thing that happens when you're uploading on a regular basis is like I mentioned before, you build YouTube into your life and you get really good over time at making videos because you dedicate that time to making content and putting out that content on a regular basis, you build it into your life. And that also allows you to develop your skills. You know, how you use your camera, how you're setting everything up, you're editing more, uh, you are processing your audio more, you're presenting to the camera, you're, you know, you're putting videos together, you're coming up with topics, you're basically flexing, you're building and flexing that muscle 
of being a content creator over and over and over again on a schedule because you are being consistent with what it is that you're doing. So because of that, consistency can be really valuable. So what if you're in that situation like Tanner to where you're like, hey, you know what? Making the videos isn't the problem. I can make videos. I've got time. You know, hey, I'm inside right now because of the coronavirus. So I can make videos, you know, all day long. Not a big deal. But I just don't know what to make videos about. In that situation, then um, I've got videos that actually show screenshots of what it is that I'm talking about uh, on my YouTube channel. But in that situation, then your wall in your process, your kink in the process is that you are limited on the actual ideas that you have. So what I recommend that you do in that situation is whatever type of content that you make, go and start searching for things related to the type of content that you make. If you, if you can't come up with ideas and you're like, man, I just, I just don't know what to make a video about, go and start looking for the type of content that you make. Literally go to Google and start typing in, you know, things related to the type of content you make. Go to YouTube, start typing in things related to the type of content that you make. And both of those platforms are going to start listing things that people are looking for based around the type of content that you make. Now, if you're doing extreme content, like let's say that you're doing over the top entertainment content to where you're building, you know, three story uh, cardboard houses, <laughs> like my friend Jesse in Bangkok. Like if you're, if you're doing, you know, like extreme stuff like that to where it doesn't really fit into anything except entertainment, um, then in that situation, you know, you're really gonna have to lean on your creativity. But if you're doing that type of content, I'm gonna guess you're probably, you know, not gonna be limited for video ideas anyway because your brain works in that way um, in terms of coming up with, you know, these awesome, outrageous ideas. So because of that, um, you're probably not going to be one of those people that are that are limited with ideas. But for everybody else, um, if you start searching around in the, the autocomplete, which is basically that field that opens up and you start typing something into Google or you start typing it into YouTube, that field that opens up that, that starts showing you additional ways that people are looking for things, you can really start looking into that to start getting ideas for things that you make. So let's say, for example, you make content about fishing. Well, if you make content about fishing, then in that situation, you would just type in like fishing and then you start doing like how to fishing. And then you'd start looking for, you know, best fishing and then just do a space and see what uh, YouTube shows you at that time. And then you can take this even deeper and you can do like best fishing space and then do a, and then it's going to bring you up everything that that comes up with a that people are actually looking for and then do the same exact thing where you take that a away and then you put a b in its place if you're doing crafting content same exact thing let's say that you are um, you know showing people how to knit then in that situation you would do you know knitting uh, would be the very first thing that you put in you would do type in knitting and then hit space and when you do that what's going to happen is they're going to suggest to you all the things at a glance that people typically look for after they look for knitting so the same exact thing would apply to you. You do knitting space A, and there's a bunch of different variations that you can actually do this with, but you just get creative using that search field. So you would do knitting space A, and then you would do knitting space B, and you would start looking for all of the things that come up under those results. And then the same exact thing applies to where you could do how to knitting space A, how to knitting space B, and you start going through the entire alphabet. And before you know it, you're gonna come up with an unlimited amount of ideas for content that you can make. Now, in addition to that, 
you can also look at other channels on YouTube. Now I do not encourage just directly copying the, the videos that somebody else made, but in terms of topics, that can actually be a strategy. So when it comes to looking at the topics that people are making videos on, that can actually be a very effective way to start getting your content, to start getting more eyeballs on the content that you're, that you're making. So let's say for example, you have somebody that makes content similar to you and they, you know, let's say that you're doing knitting and they're showing how to knit a specific thing. Then in that particular case, if you also show how to knit that specific thing, but you make a better video, then in that situation, you are increasing your chances because YouTube likes to show content that is topically related next to each other. Um, you are increasing your chances of YouTube suggesting your content next to other content that is based around that topic. So because of that, when you start looking at other people that make content similar to yours, you're giving yourself that opportunity as well. When you're being inspired by that content, you're giving yourself that opportunity to be, uh, or to show up next to some of their content, as long as you are being associated with them in some way. So when it comes to coming up with the video ideas and never running out of them, that's a great place to start, but we can go even farther. Another thing that you can do when it comes to video ideas, and this isn't going to serve you that much if you are into entertainment, uh, if you do entertainment type content, but if you do anything that is in any way, shape or form, help-based or info-based or where you're showing people how to do stuff, um, even the fishing thing would work, or if you're kayaking, or if you are doing mobile tech reviews, or if you're doing music or anything like that, then you can actually go to your local bookstore or your local grocery store, any place that has a magazine or book rack, and you can start looking for magazines around your particular topic, and you can scour those for different ideas about content that you can make as well. You can look at magazines that are based on the things that you talk about in your videos. You can also look at magazines that are in no way related to the things that you talk about in your videos. So for example, I could go to a bookstore right now and I could go look in the fitness magazines. And based on the way that they are writing some of the headlines there, some of the things that they're talking about, I would be able to reframe some of the things that they're talking about into video ideas for YouTube. So let's say, for example, if it was fitness and they were talking, I've actually done this before. <laughs> let's say that it's fitness and they are talking about, you know, the mindset for, you know, making sure that you are working out every day and, you know, just staying motivated and all that stuff. Well, I can take that and I can say, okay, well, instead of applying this to fitness people, let me apply it to YouTubers and make a video about this. And then bam, there's a piece of content. So in that situation, you can go spend an hour at a bookstore. And by the time you leave that bookstore, you know, make sure you have your phone with you and you can write the note. And by the time you leave that bookstore, you'll also have uh, a bunch of video ideas as well, because those magazines have been coming up with ideas for topics over a very long period of time. And you can use all of those magazines as inspiration. You just have to think of how you can apply it to your audience if it's something that's not related to the type of content that you make. Now, another thing that you can do to avoid going to the bookstore is you can also do this at the website level. So if you have industry websites, industry blogs, industry websites around the type of content that you make in that situation, go look at all those authority sites. And you wanna go look at those because they also have went through that process. And, and by authority sites, I just mean like big sites in the space, you know, reputable sites. And you want to look at those for inspiration as well. And again, you don't want to copy word for word what it is that they're doing, but you just want to use them as inspiration to where you want to look at it in a different way. You want to approach it to where you look at what it is that they actually wrote their article about. And instead of reading the article and thinking, you know, hey, this is a good article, you want to look at it and think, okay, what they are doing um, with this and how they're actually, you know, this particular topic they decided to write this article about, how could I do something like that? 
that would apply to my audience. And the same exact thing applies where you can also do that across industries and then just think of how you can actually reframe some of the ideas that they're talking about into content for your audience as well. So if you start using the media that's already out there, if you use the search, then that's giving you that human response in terms of the things that people are actively looking for. And then if you use the media side in terms of the authority sites, one big win with that is those sites are big because they've mastered the art of making content that people respond to, you know, in written form. And because of that, they're great resources for pulling ideas or inspiration from. And on top of that, you also have Facebook groups and you have Reddit and you have Twitter and other places like that. If you find subreddits or Facebook groups based around the type of content that you make, um, you can also scour those for different ideas as well. So let's go with the crafting example again, or let's say crafting or food. If you are part of a Facebook group, about crafting, then you're going to quickly start identifying. If you just check in every day and you start noticing the things people are talking about, you're going to notice over time the things that people care about and the things that people are having trouble with and the things that people want to know and the problems that people have and all of that. And that also can be a fantastic source of information for you in order to be able to come up with ideas. Now let's take it a step further and let's start polling your exact audience, the people that are coming in and they're watching your channel. So if you're making content, and you have the ability to start pulling in viewers, let's say your, your thumbnails, titles, and videos are, are good enough to where you're getting views on a regular basis, even if it's not a lot of views, then in that particular situation, um, another thing that you can do is you can actually put together a Google form to where if you're doing any type of help content, this is where this really comes in. But if you're doing any type of help content, you can put together a Google form that you let people know is there in your description, things like that, to where you literally say, Hey, if there's anything that I can help you with, put it in this form right here and I might make a video about it. Um, you can, you don't even have to use the form if you don't want to organize it. The form just makes it easy to organize because you can actually download those forms or the information from those forms and keep it all organized. But if you don't want to do that, you can even have at the very end of all of your videos to where you just say something really quick. You got to make sure that your end screen is showing because you want to still make it to where people have the option to click onto something while, as they're noticing that the video is over. But at the very end of your videos, you could also mention, you know, hey, I want to help you as much as possible. If you have uh, an idea or if you have something that you want help with, make sure you leave it in the comments and maybe I'll make a video about it. And the cool thing with that is then your audience is going to also help you come up with video ideas as well. You never want to make a video. I just want to go ahead and say this as well. You never want to make a video to where you're like, hey, I'm trying to come up with ideas, you know, for things that I can make videos about. Do you have any, you know, suggestions, anything like that? You don't want to do that. You want to make it part of your content. Um, you don't want to make a dedicated video asking people to give you ideas, right? Because you're a content creator, you need to come up with, uh, you need to come up with this stuff to get the ball rolling. And then once the ball is rolling, then you can, you know, start pulling your audience and stuff like that. Now, in addition to that, if you do any type of live streaming, um, you can do a similar thing to where you're driving people into the forum, or you're just literally asking people in the live stream, hey, I'm putting together my content schedule for this month. Um, if you have, you know, anything that you uh, recommend, um, just go ahead and drop it in the chat right now. And I'm just gonna go ahead and take some notes really quick so I can make sure that I'm making the right content for you. You know, like that sort of thing. Um, so hopefully those will help you come up with the solutions for coming up with an unlimited amount of video ideas for what it is that you're doing. And hopefully the information shared here will help you stay consistent as well. And one more thing that I do want to, um, for those of you that just left, 
you're going to miss out on this and you won't even hear me saying this, but for those of you that stayed, another thing that I want to talk about really quick is the um, importance of batch producing content. So in some cases, you know, it's, it's tough to sit down and batch, you know, two, three, four videos at a time. Um, but if you're having trouble being consistent, batching part of your process can also help you. And what I mean by that is when you are at a coffee shop or you are at the bookstore and you're coming up with ideas, instead of finding one idea and leaving, or instead of looking at one website and leaving or, or doing the thing that I was talking about with search and having that one idea, literally write down as many ideas as you possibly can during a certain time duration. Give yourself, a, uh, you know, like a time limit and say, okay, over the next 30 minutes, I'm just going to look for video ideas. And then spend that entire 30 minutes, write down every single idea that you run across. And the idea for that is that the next thing that you would do is when it comes to making the video content itself, as long as the type of content that you make, you know, as long as this would apply to it, because I know if you're a vlogger, you can't really do this, um, at least at scale, you can't. Um, and some types of content, this doesn't work, but for a lot of content, it does, to where you can actually sit down and you can actually start planning those videos out. So you can take two or three of those videos at a time or four, and you can go ahead and start planning those videos out. And then the next step is recording day. And then on recording day, then you go ahead and you record two to three videos. And when you record those two to three videos, then you have that queue of videos and then you edit them, you know, when you have time. Um, and then you have three videos in the can, so to speak, let's say one's published, you have two that are that are waiting in queue ready to go. Um, so that you're not always on that hamster wheel of having to, you know, run around and create content. So uh, hopefully, that information helped you again make sure that if you're, there's anything that you're looking for for your youtube channel instead of you know going to google for it just go ahead and hit best creator tools i probably have it over there and uh, i hope you learned something today thanks for having a coffee with me get show notes resources and more over at comments or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode